0: podcasting from hartford you're listening to the connecticut scoreboard podcast your place for all things connecticut sports and here is your host jared cutler as the college basketball season continues to heat up we're, we're heading down to fairfield with probably one of the hottest teams in the state right now with uh coach Debo didanis over at fairfield so coach thanks for hopping on today
1: oh thanks for covering us i appreciate you
0: yeah, so I I want to start. I, when it comes to college basketball, I feel like when you talk about players, year one to year two is always the biggest jump, and you can really see that growth in the players. So I want to throw it back at your way now, from a coaching perspective. You go through year one last year into year two this year. What's that jump been like for you?
1: Oh, it's been it's been a blast. I mean, I had a I had a great time with last year's team. Um, we had we got to inherit a great group of women. Um, a lot of whom Which were on a championship team, and uh, I, I was one of the lucky ones. You don't always get to do that when you take over a program. Uh, and then we, we, you know, we graduated four seniors and had a lot of holes to fill, um, not only from last year's team, but from Lou graduating and and, and going to UConn the year before. Um, and so we went to work recruiting, and uh, you know, this was a, a a great place to recruit to. I feel like we have all the tools to bring in the right people, the right students, um, and we were able to bring in seven really high quality. Um, Transfers and freshmen um, that immediately added to our culture, the way we want to play, uh, and so it's been really fun to kind of see it all come together um, pretty quickly, to be honest. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, for for sure. Going from that year one in, into this year, what, what's the biggest lesson you learned as you know a first time head coach last year that you think has made you a better coach this season?
1: Hmm. I I think, honestly, I don't know if there's one thing I could point to other than, you know, we took the time as a coaching staff this offseason to assess the players that we had coming in, uh, where we needed to be more efficient, uh, because we we knew we had to take big uh, steps forward offensively. So we were able to kind of put our minds together and develop a a motion and an offensive system that would allow this team to thrive. And so I think we were able to kind of take last year's team, take what we knew about our conference, what it takes to win in this conference. And, you know, really fine tune our offense, change, open things up, uh, kind of scrap a little bit of what we did last year to be a better offensive team. Um, and I think that's paid dividends uh, for us, you know, as a as a whole.
0: So you look at your record right now, you know, 14 and one, you, uh, the one loss, uh, a close one at Vanderbilt. But you followed that up with a, a win at Rutgers next game. You beat St. John's, you beat in Fordham. When, when did you start to think that this team could be playing at the level that it's playing at?
1: You know, we had inklings of it early on. I would say even back to summer, you know, people would ask, how's summer workouts going? Mm-hmm. And I had to tell our staff, like, we were really excited about the group. And I was like, we, we need to be cautiously optimistic until we play anybody else. You know, we don't know uh, what yeah. it's going to look like. Um, but, you know, we felt we had a good feeling early on. And then I think one of the more special moments was um, actually in that Vanderbilt game. You know, we had to come back in the fourth quarter to make that a game. But we had a, we had an opportunity to win that game. And a, I was proud of our our fight and our willingness to to not quit, to not give in, to to face a little bit of adversity and keep keep throwing some punches. Yeah. Um, and so in that locker room, what I thought was so cool is that we weren't sat The team wasn't satisfied. Um, you know, you can get into that those moments and be like, yeah, you know, we're right there. That's an awesome. You know, and they didn't want a moral victory, which I yeah. love. Um, and I think there's a, a huge reason why. You know, a week later, we were able to kind of take some of the lessons. There's a, a ton of things that we, we didn't play well in that Vanderbilt game. And our team kind of took that to heart and worked on them and, and improved in all the areas uh, that we need. We, you know, we struggled against Vanderbilt and we're able to beat, beat uh, Rutgers because of it.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, how do you, you know, you, you play a tough close game to, to Vanderbilt there, and then you've got another tough, you know, power conference opponent in your next game. How do you keep the team motivated to to not get down on that close loss? And it seems like they almost did that themselves.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they were hungry. They, they knew that was right there for the taking. Um, And, and they know, I mean, we know how special this group is, but they know too, they've they've played basketball their entire lives and you don't always get a team like this, Um, not only on the court, but how they take care of each other, how they care about one another, how they, there's no drama within them. Like you just don't get that very often. So they know, they know how special this group is. Um, And that, that week of practice, um, was really focused in the areas we needed to be better in, particularly in in rebounding, taking care of the ball, fouling a little less. And and I thought, you know, in every one of those categories, we made huge strides against against Rutgers.
0: As you start racking up those wins in the nine conference season against some of those, you know, conferences that are, you know, a little bit uh, ahead of, you know, what the Mac and, you know, what people think, you know, what lessons do you take away from those games that you apply and say, hey, this is you know, what we did now, you know, at that point, and now we're going to apply that to Mac conference and, and, you know, head towards your goals of winning the Mac.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, each team we played, I I shout out to coach Blake on my staff. He does our scheduling um, prepared us in a, in a different way. You know, all those teams play a different style. Um, You know, Rutgers and St. John's play very different than Fordham and Sacred Heart and such. So there's a lot of different styles that we were preparing for. Um, and in each of those games, we did, you know, enough right to win those games, some by bigger margins, some by smaller margins. Um, but there is something in almost every game that we've been able to point to and say, hey, you know, this, we need to get better in this area. Um, and so it's that balance of, okay, this is what we're doing well, we need to keep this going in the right direction, but also taking two, three, one, four, whatever it may be, things to, to as a takeaway that we know we can get better in. Um, and In those early games, uh, you know, we learned a lot about ourselves. And uh, I think it allowed us going into MAC play to be ready for a lot of different styles of play that you see in our conference.
0: I feel like conference play is the the time of year where people who may not have watched during the non-conference really start to tune in and and get their college basketball filled before, you know, you head into the tournament and all. So do you mind just breaking down your roster a little bit in terms of people who might not have watched a ton of fairfield basketball this year in terms of, you know, some players that they should be keeping their eyes on?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we have a really deep roster. Um, and that's something it depends on how much time you have, because I could yes. I could go on for days about this roster. We have a ton of depth, and that allows us to play at the pace that we do. Um, because you know, you might see one, maybe two players play over 30 minutes a game and it's not if you're not talking 37, 38 minutes. Yeah. Um, so we we play a really deep roster. We've we started nine different players throughout the course of the the season so far. Um, and that's that's just a testament to matchups and you know, early on, like you mentioned, there's some different games that we're gonna play, maybe some up level games that we were able to to tinker our our uh starting lineup based on size and mm-hmm. rebounding or defensive needs or whatever it may be. Um, but you know, I, I would re- be remiss if I didn't start talking about uh Nelly and Meg Anderson. Um those two have already, you know, obviously gotten conference awards and player of the week awards rookie that meg's at i think eight rookie of the week (laughs) now um and those two are are kind of a two-headed monster and that nelly can uh you know go for days and get downhill and is is unbelievably hard to keep in front um and meg is just really consistent in her versatility and in her weight you know ability to score the ball she can shoot from three she can go off the bounce she can score in the post uh she runs the floor she blocks shots i mean she just does a little bit of everything and at a really high rate and so those two have been really consistent um, you know, all year long. Uh and then you, you know, you could point to a number of other people. And I I don't even want to, you know, go too far because I'm gonna miss somebody. But, you know, I think Iza has done a great job off the bench uh, the last few games for us. She started some games come off the bench, but she can truly play one through four. She's had in the last two games alone, she had 17 assists to two turnovers. Yeah. Um, she's taking care of the ball. She's facilitating, she's scoring when it's necessary. Um, she's just got a really good ability to create for a lot of great players around her um but you know you look at freshmen like Katie lamb uh Katie Lamro she's done a great job of she's a you know solid defender can defend you know at, at the perimeter as as well as anybody scores um you know you look at Amina Selimovic inside uh she's she scored at a really high rate Kendall Magruder is a, an unbelievable high high IQ can score can defend takes charges every game I can keep going down the line but um our depth has
0: really allowed us to do what we've done. I'm going to take a quick break from the interview to tell you about my friends at Martin Rosol's Meats. This fourth-generation Connecticut family business produces kielbasa, hot dogs, sausages, and deli meats using Martin Rosol's very own original recipes. Their products can be found in grocery stores, delis, restaurants, and hot dog stands throughout the state. And if you're looking for your fill right away, check out their retail store in New Britain. For more information, visit martinrosolsinc.com and go support a UConn fan-owned business. And now, back to the interview. You talk about Meg Anderson. I just want to talk about her quickly. Yeah. You, you mentioned all the the accolades she's won. I mean, I, I feel like it's so rare you see a player come in and you know, basically sweep the rookie of the, the week awards as, as they keep coming out. How impressed are you by what she's been able to do and play at such a high level as a freshman? Because usually there's that time to adjust to the college level game. And it seems like it's just been kind of smooth sailing out of the gate
1: yeah I, I'm impressed but I'm not surprised to be honest um she's she's been like that since day one I mean watching her even in high school in AAU, she was a monster um and you know she knew her fit was gonna be maybe a a little bit smaller environment uh, there's no doubt in my mind she could play at a power five school um but she she knew this was a fit for her and you know what i what I think I would say I'm most impressed by is her her poise um, she doesn't get sped up she doesn't play at anybody else's pace but her own um, and she just is able to kind of keep doing her things regardless of what people throw at her whether they throw a really quick guard on her or a really long post on her she kind of continues to find a way um, and she'll be the first to give her teammates credit for for finding her on the move and you know the ball keeps moving and it and it finds a way back to her for great moments to score
0: so, as you've been through these first you know fifteen games here and you you look towards the second half of the season here, if you you all want to accomplish your goal of of winning that Mac, you know, both regular season postseason conference championship, what what do you think are some of the keys you're looking at at this point in the season to to stay on track and, and meet those goals?
1: Consistency in our habits. um you know, I think for us, we know that if we play well, we can we can compete and win, you know any game. um, but we also know that a target's on our back, Our league is really good. Coaching in this league is really good. And so you you relax for one moment and uh, and you drop one. Um, and so our, for us, it's showing up every day with that consistency and knowing the the importance of the little things. Like from the outside looking in, someone might say, oh, you know, you won by a margin of 20 points per game and this is easy. And our kids, will, our, our, excuse me, our women will t- be the first to tell you it's not been easy. Um, and so kind of keeping that mindset that you're not just going to be able to show up and win. Um, it, we've worked for it in every practice and every, you know, shoot around leading up. And so... Um, for us, it's being our best version, um, and and when I talk about some of those habits, it's some of our defensive habits that are able to lead to some of the kind of explosive offensive nights that we've had. We've gotten stops and ran. Um, it's it's you know guarding the ball without fouling. It's jumping to the basketball and getting to midline and having backside help um, that then leads to sprinting every single time and playing together. And you know those little things make a huge difference.
0: Yeah, it, when when you look at it, and I'm curious just to dive into like the the mentality of the locker room a little bit, you know. The team's, you know, 14, 14 and 1 winning has been consistent for you. How do you keep that team motivated and, and hungry and not kind of let up, you know, kind of in the, the doldrums dull, dull of late like January a little bit?
1: Well, there's a couple of things with that. You know, first of all, my staff's, you know, excellent. Um, and we, there's a ton of things that we know that we can continue to get better in. And so really, you know, lighting that fire of showing ways that we we haven't, we haven't, we're not arrived. We have a lot of things we can continue to get better in and our end goal we're still far away from, you know, we're still far away from winning that Mac from, you know, at the end of the day, this team wants to win it, win a game in postseason, win multiple games in postseason. Um, and so we're far away and we still have a lot, a long ways to go. But, you know, as I mentioned depth earlier, one of the the beauty and one of the beautiful things about that is that if you do slack off, if you have a couple bad practices, you take some time off. You know, you don't come to go every day like there's a lot of a lot of women on our team that are hungry and working for that those minutes in that that spot in a really awesome, healthy way. Um, And so you can't take a day off because there's somebody else that's really good on our roster that will take those minutes.
0: I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts because we we heard earlier this week uh, over at UConn from Dan Hurley a, as his team was getting votes to be the number one ranked team in the country and what that meant to him. What would it mean to you at Fairfield? I I know you've started to get some votes in that top twenty five poll. What would it mean to to see that Fairfield program ranked?
1: I mean, it would be awesome. Uh, it's something that, to be honest, when I took this job, I I wanted to make this a like a powerhouse mid major program, um, and that starts at the top with our you know, administration and how much they believe in women's sports and women's basketball in particular. Um, and to be honest, it would be a little ahead of schedule, but that's what we came here to do. We yeah. came here to, to bring really special women, um, and to do something that hasn't been done here before. Uh, so it would, it would mean a lot, not only to us, to our athletic department, to our, to our university, and just to be able to highlight an amazing university, uh, in the best way possible.
0: I'll, I'll get you out with letting you highlight that university between both your team and, and then the men's basketball team. Right now, things are off to a pretty good start in the MAC. There, so uh, how good are things at Fairfield right now?
1: Oh, it's been a blast. I mean, and, and everybody supports one another here, which has been so much fun. I, I've obviously been here two years now, but that's one of the things that that I loved in the um, you know hiring process. As I learned more and more about the university, is not only is it a, a, a great school that's got a, you know a rising stock in a in way that. You know, it's a great education we're now nationally ranked um you know as far as our our school uh, and mm-hmm. our academics but um we're on the we're on the map from a, a basketball standpoint we have a, a brand new arena but what I loved is the people to be honest um I I love that our women's sports programs coaches have been here for eight 10 25 27 years and that it was a place that I could go and make a home um and for me the people really make the place and and so I love that our athletic, our athletic director, you know, really cares and pours into women's sports. Uh, he's got a daughter that shows up to is at practice and at every game and comes to camp. And, you know, I love that it's a family feel. You don't always get that nowadays yeah. with college athletics. It's, uh, you know, it can be a business and transactional and it's, it's the furthest thing from that here.
0: That's, that's great to hear. Well, well, coach, I really appreciate you taking some time. I know it's always tough uh, during conference play, so I really appreciate it. And, and best of luck to you and your team the rest of the season. I uh, look forward to seeing you guys keep this up.
1: We well, appreciate you covering us. Uh, you know, truly, it means a lot when we have great people covering, you know, our oh, games. Thanks. And, uh, you know, women's, women's basketball needs good people like you.
0: Oh, thanks. Happy to do it. Best of luck. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Kotler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at ctscoreboardpod, the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.